Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I feel like the lockdown is easing a little bit. The door is still closed. It's partly unlocked. I don't I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I'm already I'm already kind of half in the bag because I don't understand mountain time, apparently. Mountain time to eastern time really fucked us all up. In our defense, Google was on our side. So somehow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened either. But yeah, hey everyone, it's Amanda and it is 10 p.m. here in Toronto. And we thought that we were recording tonight at 9 p.m. with our guest, who's a repeat guest. We have Zach on the phone. Who's I like a licensed... that though. You, you bought me some time to hit the pipe. Yeah, which is, you, I think, you did. I think I needed it. It's a Friday night. This week, man, I started doing a lot of my classes. We started doing them live stream. So I was just pumping out lecturing over the freaking computer all weekend so i'm like or all week and i'm like i just need to i just need to freaking hit the pipe yeah he wasn't he wasn't in such a good mood before (laughs) so i think actually getting that extra hour was good but yeah it's 10 p.m and we're talking to zach who's a licensed massage therapist in arizona and so you know us not being so smart apparently thought that in arizona 7 p.m and 9 p.m i I thought thought, yeah we thought it was a two-hour difference and apparently it's not. It's a three-hour difference. So Mark and I had to kill an hour. And well, you all know what Mark did in that hour. Um, he did, though, go get me some beers. So I'm actually drinking a tall can of Stella as we chat tonight. Not bad. It's not a bad <laughs> Friday. And, and yeah, like Amanda said, we had Zach on our, our broadcast before. And in that broadcast, Zach was kind of giving us the idea that he had a project going on. And I was like, hey, man, give me some pieces of that project. And he's like, you know what? you know i can't can't give it away yet and i, I think uh, i think we're gonna get to hear it finally yes so yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna let zach introduce what that is but uh for anybody on social media since that's all we do all the time now i only knew zach as successful body worker so zach why don't you tell us what that means and what you do and actually you know what scratch that let's start at the beginning can you for everybody listening who maybe didn't hear you on the broadcast before introduce yourself how long you've been a therapist and what type of business you have yeah so first off right off the bat (laughs) mountain standard time is really confusing i guess Colorado apparently is still mountain standard time but it's even an hour ahead of me so i'm just really confused by that as well but (laughs) Anywho. <laughs> then I started thinking maybe it's because we we did a daylight saving thing and we and I we, thought that we as well. skipped yeah. forward an hour. But do you guys do that same thing in mountain time? A daylight savings? Arizona does not. So I think that's where there you go. everything that's starts it. to fall apart. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we have something similar. Like in the East Coast provinces here, I think all of the province uh, all of the East Coast provinces have one time, but then Newfoundland, I think, it's adds a half, a half an hour. hour. Yeah. yeah. Everything every other time <laughs> zone is like an hour, 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 and, and suddenly you it's 30 minutes for the yeah, newfies. It's very, oh, yeah. Is it is it politically incorrect to say newfies, by the way? I'm a newfie, so I feel like I can do it, but Is it? Is it is it No Is it? You sure? No, I don't think so. Okay, I think I, I think I'm newfies asking. are are totally fine being called newfies. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the technical term for that, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a Canadian thing. All Americans should know about Newfoundland. All of them should. Yeah. What's that true. what's that musical called? Come on, come on, come on, come on. He's, he's looking at me, but it's no, not helping. No the musical. <laughs> yes, what musical? There's, there's, a, there's a theater production about a bunch of planes that were routed into the U.S. from 9-11. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Newfoundland took them about. in. Newfoundland oh. let them all land. What's that fucking show called, though? 
come from away, far from away, something away. It might be. It, yeah, I don't know. Is that what it is? <laughs> I'm looking. I promise, Zach. We're gonna we're gonna get there. We're gonna I'm get actually there. Actually, looking it up. Zach's like, just, yeah. It'll, I thought we were talking about massage stuff. Yes, it is. It's come from away. Come That's, from away. Yeah, What's right. it about? Read it. Read it. Read it. Read oh. it. I want to know that I didn't make that up in like. No, a fucking... you're you're correct. <laughs> it's come from away is a Canadian musical, and it is set oh, the week Canadian following musical. the September 11th attacks and tells the true story of well, what transpired when 38 planes were ordered to land unexpectedly in the small town of Gander in the province of Newfoundland and Labrador, Canada. That's what it's about. Nice. I don't know how I know this stuff. I know a whole bunch of <laughs> I know a whole bunch of shit about nothing important. Man. All right. Sorry. Hey, importance <laughs> is what you make it, I guess. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> well, back to you, Zach. Anyway, so yes, mountain time is confusing, but anyway, you're here, we're here, so let's learn about you. So I've, I've been a therapist for 10 years now. I, I, I I would guess to say that all of what I'm doing right now started because of an injury about halfway through my career. It was a little more than halfway, but I had a lower back injury. I was attempting to train for a cycle of powerlifting to deadlift 700 pounds that I was going to to do at a powerlifting meet. And uh, I was warming up one day and it was like, you know, a weight I've always done before. <laughs> like it was, you know, 300, 400, 500 pounds normal warm-up. No big so, deal. No big deal. But uh, <laughs> I moved it the wrong way and L4, L5 said, no way, sir. And uh, I got a little lower back injury. Uh, At least your back called you sir. Because when my back went yeah, down right. on me, L4, L5, I'm pretty sure my back looked at me and said, fuck <laughs> off, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you were, you were left yeah. stranded on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so this this kind of had me thinking like, well, all right, so how do I how do I find a way to train that also helps complement my career as a therapist because they were always butting heads like just back and forth, like standing six, seven, eight hours a day and then going to deadlifts and squat heavy every week. It, it just doesn't mix very well. Does that make you fatigued for your workouts or does that make the standing just suck because you're sore from your workouts? It's the double-edged sword, really. It's it's both. Yeah. It was both, definitely. Yeah, it was just a, all a matter of changing the uh, percentages listed and then just, you know, elongating the sets and not doing so much weight so that's kind of what i came up with and so it's like, like a strength training program that i now have that's a ce course inside of successfulbodyworker.com which is my um, massage therapist self-care platform so it's got all things to help you the therapist with self-care now more than ever like we've been in this lockdown for what three months now two months and we all haven't been doing shit so we have to kind of get back up on the horse and really kind of get ourselves back there, you know? Yeah, so. I'd say speak for yourself, but you're right. I have not been doing anything. I've been sitting here <laughs> on my butt, talking to people over the phone and drinking beer. Oh, you stop it. <laughs> you stop it. You're not allowed to smoke anymore. You stop. <laughs> <laughs> beer sounds pretty good, though. Yeah. yeah, you know what? The beer's doing all right tonight. I'm not normally a beer drinker, but... Beggars can't be choosers. Mark brought beer home. I'm going to drink the beer. So, okay, let's true, yeah. let's start then. Okay, you, you had this injury and decided you needed to adapt a program for yourself. But how long between that realization that you weren't training, that was the, the training you were doing, sorry, was not helping you in your career. How long between that time did it take you to come up with this idea that, well, if I'm having this issue, maybe other RMTs could use some help in self-care? Well, it, it was a while. It, it, and it's 
still not really the same. Like this, this, so this was like 20, 2016 and it took about a good four to five months to really not have it stab me in the back. <laughs> Literally every mm-hmm. single time I would take a step. And that's also another thing that I kind of was messing around with. So this was like a rebuilding, so to speak. So like a, an injury care, injury healing, and then all the way to injury prevention and then to the strength training program. Mm-hmm. So that that was like, you know, five months until I was training regularly again. Yeah. So it took a while. It, it always does. You know, it's it's never quite the same. You, you either go backwards or you get back stronger. And some people aren't that lucky, you know. Is it depressing in that time or are you like super motivated or you're just like, fuck? Oh, most definitely. Like right off the bat, you know, the first month, it's, it's like hell. You know, you're like, well, you're kind of questioning everything. Like, what am I going to do now? Like, why, why did this happen? You know, it's, you just play all these questions out in your head and you just got to take a step back and look at it from a, another angle. Like, you know, you're going to get through this. This did happen for a reason, but you will come back stronger. You need to, and you will. So that that's always my mindset when things like this happen. Was there ever a moment that you thought maybe of changing careers or you thought maybe you were going to have to change up um, or maybe you're going to have to stop training altogether or did either of those thoughts never enter your mind? Oh, they did. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was definitely looking into some other things, but you know, when you, when you love something, it, it's, you have to either make a decision, you know, it's like some people say you got to love it, let it go, but that's not me. You know, I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I do love massage therapy and I do love strength training. So I had a way to come back, you know, and make it happen. That is scary. I know when I became a therapist, initially, I didn't really think so much about it. But within my first year of treating, because I was I was young, I think I was 26, 27, somewhere in there. And I was I was treating like, I don't know, 10, 12 hours a day because I was young. I didn't have any other responsibilities. I just wanted to make money. So my life was going to work, treating for 10 or 12 hours, going to the gym and like partying on the weekends. That was my entire life when I first became a therapist. But within that first year, because I was probably like overdoing it just because I could, I actually injured uh, one of my fingers and it made it really, really hard to treat. And then a couple of years later, I had an accident in the kitchen where I cut myself pretty bad. And it was like that second time that I thought, fuck, like I need to start really being more careful. Like I I can't do my job if any part of my body is not functioning or I'm I'm broken in some way. So then I got really, really terrified and thought I, you know, I need to have a plan to make sure that I'm not overworking and I can't be careless like this, especially with my hands. You think that's yeah. bad? That's, that's like you've injured yourself, okay? And like you can't use your hands the way you want to type Yeah, that's thing. a small little injury. Right, exactly. So I've had to work when, when my back is in flare-up, right? So I've got a pretty bad herniation and uh, I've got a lot of atrophy in my leg. I've got a foot drop the whole bit, right? So... When I'm in flare-up, it's really, really bad. It's gotten to that point. I've I've had this injury since 1996. I've been a candidate for back surgery for forever. So every time it flares up, it, it's a little worse every time. And then it's it's like that severe back spasm pain, that extension bias posture, so that that slight flexion and lateral flexion. He looks and, like a question yeah. mark in yeah. the back. And then and then you know the the numb, tingling, altered sensation in, into the limb. And it's a mind fuck because I. Still still have to work because I still got to make money. 
but then people come right. in and I'm like, I'm in more pain than you are. And I'm now going to help reduce yeah. your pain. <laughs> and I just feel so weird in that moment. I don't know. Yeah, it is definitely weird. You know how um, Beyonce has like butt insurance? I think I think there needs to be <laughs> like a massage therapist specific insurance. Like, like I've, for literally had, I've literally had people ask me that. Like, I mean, jokingly, <laughs> but I've had clients, you know, I'm sure you've had clients say this to you. We're like, oh my God, your hands are magic. And I've actually had more than one client say to me like do you have like insurance on your hands like what if you sprain your finger what if you break your wrist like do you have some sort of insurance it's like it's just like anybody else you know disability insurance no i didn't specifically insure my hands but by the way i didn't know beyonce's butt was insured that's a fun fact that i just learned today (laughs) yeah i i don't know if that's for true or not but yeah, I heard that. Where are you guys hearing this? Because I didn't hear this at all. <laughs> I, I want to know. I wouldn't I be, be surprised. In the know. I wouldn't be surprised. Honestly, I feel like Jennifer Lopez would have her butt insured. She just seems like she would you know have what? butt Probably. insurance. Probably. I don't, I don't understand what's going on. This is a fun fact. When I was in university, I think I might have actually talked about this before. When I was in university, I read somewhere that um, Beyonce's workouts were just that she would jog for 20 minutes every day. And I was like obsessed with Beyonce and thought like she had the best figure because she wasn't like super skinny and she, you know, she was really toned and fit. And I was like, all she does is jog for 20 minutes a day. So I yeah, made... because then she goes for the fucking lipo every two <laughs> <Yeah>. years. <laughs> then, so I, I actually, I swear, this is what like a dumb 20 year old I was. I made a playlist on my iPod, my old school iPod that was like all Beyonce and I would go run it and it was 20 minutes long and I would run to Beyonce for 20 minutes every day. <laughs> By the way, I, ne- I, right I never looked like her. <laughs> it was worth a shot. <laughs> Okay, so let's actually get back to talking about the business. It took you some time to figure out a new way, but then you did. And you got back to working again, I assume. When you when you got back to working again, did you feel the same? Did you feel different? Did you feel like it was harder? Like, tell me about that. So, yeah, I, I went back to work and all was right with the world. And like, like I said, it, it still doesn't really feel the same like mark there's still kind of some flare-ups here and there but mm-hmm. I, I definitely don't train like a powerlifter anymore like I, I don't compete in powerlifting meets or anything it's just uh we're, we're my wife and I are talking about kids soon and like I can't be 330 pounds anymore at six one <laughs> and like fluttering going up and down stairs and getting gassed and all that yeah it's not good for my body so yeah it's just kind of um, finding a, a complementing type of way to lift weights that doesn't clash you know what i mean so mm-hmm. but yeah it's uh it i would say like once i actually started so the this program is called mt hybrid athlete program so once i started actually implementing this in in daily life and training that's where really when i became a good therapist so like i've all i've only been a good therapist for three years <laughs> so i can get through a seven eight hour workday of deep work and I feel fine. So it's all about just being good with your self-care and being good with your body and taking care of yourself and also knowing your limits, you know, like if you don't think you can do eight in a row, then don't, you know, it's like you got to kind of meet in the middle in some spots, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's, there's some days where I just, I don't feel like I can do it and I don't, but, uh, just in general, yeah, it's 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 so much better than it, than it was before. Well, that's good. Pre-injury, do you feel like you you just pushed yourself like way beyond your? You said 
you know, if you don't feel like you can do eight, don't do it. You have to know your limits. Do you feel like you had limits pre-injury and you ignored them because you're like, hey, I'm I'm in good shape. I lift weights. I can just keep going. Yeah. I mean, I guess learning your body and how it works takes a lot of time, right? <laughs> uh, never really feel like I listened to myself very good. And uh, I definitely paid for that, you know? So it, it's a work in progress always. <laughs> so tell me the other parts of your program. You mentioned that first part. Give me, this, give me some of the other stuff that's in uh, that's in the program that you designed so the the mt hybrid athlete program it consists of five different working parts so the program breaks down into you have a, a main compound move so that that's your first exercise you have a warm-up before that just to get blood flow to the body uh so it, now it's a little bit harder with gyms being closed with the, the stupid lockdown but uh, barbells are best utilized for it, but you don't have to. You have three days dedicated to your training. So it's an anterior upper body, a posterior upper body, and then a lower body leg day. So you have a compound movement. You have accessories to help that compound movement. You have postural work to help you as a therapist. So all of those like nagging um, injuries and nagging pain and chronic holding patterns, this postural work will help with that. So working on antagonist muscles like traps, rhomboids, lats, rear delts, uh, hamstrings, calves, all that stuff that help with pain that we have. And then we have grip work and then conditioning. So those are the, the moving parts that we all work on with the MT hybrid program. So this this MT hybrid program, um, is this the one and only program that you're doing or do you have multiple uh, programs under the successful body worker. This is, yeah, this is the only one that I actually do. And it, I think it, it it's kind of like a sweet spot in between max lifting like I used to do mm-hmm. and kind of bodybuilding in a sense, or like just normal strength training. Like I, I talked to some female therapists and they're like, well, am I going to get bulky? Like, no, <laughs> like you're not going to, I mean, it's, you can, if that's your focus, you can work on the sets and reps if you want to a little bit more, but like strength training as a whole is just going to work on your strength. And with the MT hybrid, you have like more than six sets on your compound sets and your compound movements. So it's like 45 seconds reps, more than six sets. So you're like, mm-hmm. you're really getting your lung capacity up yeah. and working on your cardio as well. So it's very good for longevity and conditioning and endurance as well. Give me the details like on the layout of the program. So is this something that someone just gets a program, they get it from start to finish? It's a, like a, a finished product that they just get from you. Is it something that they get in increments as as the time progresses? Do they get one-on-one time with you? Like how, how does that work? So the, the actual breakdown, so the, the I mentioned before that I have a, a membership website. So it's a... Yes. It's called Successful Body Worker. You go on there and you become a member. And basically, you get all of the content inside. Apart from the MT Hybrid, there's going to be like just a growing list of a bunch of stuff that will help you as a therapist to stay in the game for a long time. That's just only one piece of it. So the actual program, the strength training program that I've developed is a CE course. It's one self-care CE So I I don't know um, how Canada and everything works with CU hours. In the States, it's like 24 hours broken down into different topics that you have to learn from. So it's um, one self-care CEU hour for that that strength training course. 
and it's in a distraction-free learning module. You can get through it as fast or as slow as you want to. And at the end, when you get your certificate and take the quiz, you can download the actual program. Oh, cool. Yeah, you get to, to learn the whole thing front and back first before you actually go in and implement. Very cool. On the actual website, too, there's a, an exercise index. So you can go on there and pick exactly what exercise you want and totally customize it to what you need as a therapist. So if you're having trouble pushing into the floor to like get deep pressure or... Um, you need more work for those lagging muscle parts, um, antagonist fibers, like all that stuff. Like you can totally customize it to you, you know. Do you come up with all this stuff yourself? Do you have a team? <laughs> Do, yeah. Like yeah. is this is this like all 100% like this is your your idea and then you just kind of brought it to life and you labored over it? Or do you have a team of people that work with you or, or you, they work for you or work with you? Or do you even have someone that you, you throw ideas at? Like, do you know what I mean? Do you have anyone there to like, like tell you, hey, this is great. Or, hey, you know, maybe do this. Or, hey, do like, how does this work for you? I'm so curious because we run a couple operations too. And it's just the two of us. So I'm like, yeah. how does it work? Are you are you a soul, solo in this or you got something else going on? Dude, yeah. It, it uh it is just me. I, I actually that's a lot built the work. website. Yeah. That's a lot of yeah. work. Like you've put I, in tons of effort and time into this. Hours, uh, sweat and tears sometimes. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes I just want to pull my hair out. But like, oh, trust me, I get it. Yeah, I like I built the website myself. So like, in, in a way, I kind of have total control over it. Like, I, I know how everything functions and yeah. how it should look and the way I want it to look. And so do you tell anyone this idea before you even do it? Like, do you get the opinions of other colleagues or of family members of friends? Or is it just like the thought and you're like, fuck it, good idea to me, I'm just gonna go with it? Yeah, I've been kind of like, I was in pink ponging with my wife back and forth and like she she's not a therapist she she was a uh, worked for a hair salon so she she uh, has a beauty license and all that but she understands the need for self-care and like she she's good with ideas she she'll be like no she'll shoot shoot things down real quick and yeah, yeah, i'm just yeah. like thankful for that so you can expand this to hairstylist man my hairstylist is always complaining about her back hurts her shoulder hurts her feet hurt because they're standing all day they're in the most ridiculous postures and unlike us they're not trained in biomechanics and actually how to properly do their job. They just have to do their job. So I think that you could eventually expand this to people who work in the beauty industry if and when they ever get to go back to work, if and when we ever get to go back to work. Not to sound too depressing. <laughs> I mean, we're all kind of jacked up, right? But yeah, like it's hard work. <laughs> like I'm not going to beat around the bush there. Like it's definitely difficult to run and manage. And, you know, I'm looking to eventually outsource some of those tasks like uh, blog content and you know all that kind of stuff that I can just focus on what I need to do right. and not have all of my eggs in <laughs> separate baskets and all that you know Zach can anyone can anyone take your program so for example somebody like myself let's let's take three different scenarios let's take somebody like me I used to be really into fitness but you know really am not so much anymore I'm a mom I'm pretty out of shape these days and then let's take somebody who you know works out all the time is slightly into bodybuilding and let's take somebody who's an absolute beginner and has never worked out a day in their life and I mean they're surprisingly there are therapists who are like that who literally have never really been inside a gym and even though we work in this wellness industry they don't really live by that example so taking those three different scenarios, 
Could all three of us benefit from your program? Yes, absolutely. So with part of that course, I explain kind of the whole principle of uh, progressive overload. So Mark, I know you've done like strength training in the past and like, you know, you were a personal trainer and all that. So you you understand what I mean when I say if you are starting from scratch, there's no better time to, to really like take advantage of that because you are so adaptable. So you could go in and literally do five pull-ups three days a week and you will, whatever you want to do, you can gain muscle, you can gain strength. You are Mm -hmm. super adaptable at that point. Mm -hmm. All it takes is to really just staple down and like, just do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So like, you know, you need to hammer form obviously and get to know the movement and how to do it. And and like you have the actual exercise tutorial for each exercise in there, you know, how to do it from start to finish. And so it's all kind of hammered out and laid out for you. It also sounds like it would take years to put together. You have a tutorial on every exercise. Holy shit, bro. This guy has done so much. When someone gets the end product, most people have no idea how much fucking effort went into that. Even just the smallest little thing. It just took us three days to shoot videos for one of our live stream courses coming up. Three days. Because again, like Mark said, it's just the two of us so three full days at the office shooting videos it was fucking exhausting it takes forever yeah i mean like i've been working on these these exercise training videos for a year and a half i believe so like up until this point you know that it's just been constant you know video content you know who else i see benefiting from this course would be other trainers. Yeah. Because you might have a lot of knowledge on exercise and exercise physiology and everything else. But to truly get a program that's kind of catered to an industry and the, the movements that happen in an industry and the forces that are being placed on your body, you know what I mean? Like it's coming from a massage therapist. Yeah, absolutely. So to have just someone like, better I saw... understand that, how to train someone who does these types of things yeah. in their occupation. Yeah, I saw a kinesiologist yeah. in one of the Facebook groups that you you and I are in a kinesiology group um, and he was creating exercises specifically for, I feel like he said people working in the food industry. Food industry. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's, he's doing a, a whole series on. And yeah. he's, he's way into the, he's a, he's formerly in the food industry. And so he's got like everything. It's, a, it's all associated with movement and exercise and nutrition catered for people in the food industry. He's got a podcast too. It's actually pretty good. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I love the idea of just niching down, you know, like, Helping a targeted specific group of people. I mean, you know, we could all benefit from something like that, but like just targeting an audience that has never had that before. Well, and an audience that you can very personally relate to. I mean, you are a massage therapist. You know what we deal with all the time. You know what... Uh, physical um, tasks we have to do. She so knows it, what it's like to be injured in work. Yeah, exactly. You know what it's like to have to go to work with a question mark back and treat people that are in less pain than you are. So this is awesome. Um, I also how long how long is this course? So it, it's um, equal to one hour of uh, self care CU. So it's, yeah, he it's said about... you could do it as fast or as slow as you want to. Right, 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 right. So yeah, it's it's equal to like an hour. So it's like an hour video cool. broken cool. down into. To different modules and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I wanted to yeah. go back to when you um, said that you had female therapists asking you if they were going to bulk up. I personally, when I worked in fitness, always like 
kind of chuckled to myself when that question came up. I don't know why lifting weights has always been associated with bulking up. Like I'm, I'm hoping that more people are getting this message and the education is coming out. A lot that of people have that message now. Just look at Instagram. Everyone's, yeah. everyone's got that message now. What do you mean? I mean, there's all there's a, just a bunch of women wearing workout clothes, doing workouts, lifting weights. Right. right? So I'm saying, and I'm that, hoping now, like, yeah, people understand so that understand. you're, yeah, you're not going to bulk up if you lift weights. It's not like the old school gym rap, yeah, bodybuilder mentality. Though. Yeah. Well, that's why I was surprised when he said, you know, female therapists asked him that because I think that now we they would understand, especially working in this industry, you understand that lifting weights is exactly what you should be doing. You can't do anything unless your muscles have been conditioned. Strength is what you need above everything. And you're you're not going... Not only that, strength allows, like Zach already said it, strength allows you to convert it any way you want. Exactly. That's, That's when you are super adaptable is when you're working with a base or foundation of strength. Because for example, if you want to develop power, power is a combination of strength and speed, exactly. right? You got to have the strength. You have to have the strength. The transference from endurance, muscular endurance work doesn't transfer over to muscular strength, but muscular strength trains, exactly. transfers over to muscular endurance. Well, that was my point in saying without strength, you've got nothing. You don't have endurance. You don't have power. Right. I mean, even weight loss. So I know when I was training and I'd have clients who were coming in strictly for weight loss. I mean, I worked with majority, majority of my clients were women. So a lot of them are coming in strictly for weight loss. And I would, I would get that question. But again, I was a trainer like over 10 years ago and I would get that question all the time when I would have them lifting weights like, well, no, I don't want to get big muscles and I'd have to sit them down and have this whole talk about, well, you want to lose weight and this is how we're going to lose weight. I need you to build some muscle. You know, we're trying to change the composition of your body. You need to have a higher percentage of muscles and lower percentage of body fat and eventually they would get it. But they all thought that, you know, I'd have them running on a treadmill or, you know, going on elliptical or cycling and i'm like no let's go we're hitting the weights yeah which uh, by the way uh, i man, fucking <laughs> i fucking hate like it's my personal preference i i know that oh, you're you getting know, angry <laughs> I, i'm sorry it's the beer why would you give me beer i I hate like going on a cardio machine for more than like 15 minutes. I hate it. I I don't mind it. I hate it. I know you used to like it. We'd go work out together and you would go run on the treadmill and I was like, no fucking way. I would much rather just go and lift weights and get my heart rate up and do that than have to deal with the treadmill. You know what it is? You know what what I like about that boring type of cardio? You like to sweat. I like to sweat. Yeah. I like to sweat like to the point I'm, I'm just soaked. Like I just fell into a pool kind of thing. I don't look like that. You know what I like about it, though? I like podcasts. (laughs) So I Uh, just, oh, I just eat podcasts up when I, when I do cardio and like I can do it for an hour. You know, if I, if I have a good story to listen to, like I'm in. That's true. Like maybe if you were entertained the entire time, like I know I used to see, um, I used to see girls at the gym like in their cute little workout attire. And again, this was like a decade ago. Why'd you say it like that? I'd see them in their cute little <laughs> workout outfit because I was not one of them. You ever watch How I Met Your Mother? You see Robin Shabatsky at the gym? That was me. Like looking disgusting, that was me. But no, I'd see these girls in their cute little workout outfits you and they would go again. on, they'd go on the treadmill or the elliptical and they would be reading a book. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe if I brought a book with me, then I would want to stay on one of these cardio machines and actually do some cardio. No, But man. no, you can't. If 
you're actually fucking working, you can't read. But I was like, I'm going to throw up. Like, I'm trying to read these words and I'm it's bouncing just, and just sweating. And <laughs> like, my hands are sweaty. I'm yeah, dripping exactly. everywhere. Why am I holding a book? I, no, I, I, don't even, I don't even want, like, my phone and earbuds in because, like, I just don't want anything around me. No, that's gonna... I definitely could not get into it with a book. So then, of course, you know, I resorted to music. But the problem is I, <laughs> I would start doing math in my head. I would have an idea of the average length of a song. So I would try not to look at the time because like I said, I would just get bored. So after, you know, I'd be constantly looking at the time, how much time is left. So I would try, I'd put a towel over it so I couldn't see the time and I would put music on. But then I'd start doing this math in my head. I'm like, well, that was only one song. Are you telling me I've only been fucking doing this for like three and a half minutes? This is the worst. I'm done. Was it uh, was it Beyonce? It was or? probably Beyonce. <laughs> Sometimes I threw Britney Spears in there because she was really fit. <laughs> oh, yeah, and that, that's uh, you know everybody hates it, and it, it's part of this program as well. But uh, there's different forms of it, so it doesn't have to be just like steady state running on a treadmill. You can do really whatever you deem necessary. So like, there's conditioning for helping to strengthen your body as well. So. I programmed a lot of that, like sled pulling and um, even like tire flipping, mm-hmm. um, sled hammer to the tire, jump roping, right you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah see, I, that I would do. That's fun. Makes me feel powerful. Also to make it fun, you know, like if you if you were going to do it three times a week, you know, it's just got to be kind of fun. And I think that definitely helps with it. So Yeah, see, I, I still get pleasure out of working out for sure. Um Definitely not the same as I used to. But since we've been on this lockdown, I've been trying to do like I've got friends who are trainers and even RMT friends who are doing like Facebook lives and virtual workouts. And so, you know, sometimes if I've got the time, I'll jump on and do some. And uh, the other day I was doing a virtual workout and it was um, designed by it was Suru. I don't know if you've listened to any of our episodes with her, but Suru, if you're listening, shout out. She has a podcast as well. And she does a 30 minute movie. Movement of some sort. It's usually stretching and yoga type postures, but sometimes it's a little more upbeat. And she does it with her seven, or I think she just turned eight, her eight year old daughter. And so I like to do that one because I can bring my girls with me. And so the one day I jumped on and she had let her daughter design the workout. And it started with like squat jumps and burpees within, I think, probably four minutes. I was sweating. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, man, I need to go to the gym. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. I, I I don't enjoy having instruction from somebody else. And I think that's because I was a, no, but I think it's because I was a trainer for so fucking long. Like that was my job mm-hmm. for so long. And I'm talking like when's what was my first year as a trainer? I think nineteen ninety six is the first year I was a trainer because that's the year I also messed up my back. You were probably training almost up until the point that I met you. I yeah. That was so, a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been training ever since but anyway, so I think that's part of the reason why I don't like taking instruction from people. I'm with you and I understand that because I actually so don't I like would workout ne- classes. I would never like want to do, Sue, I, I love you, but I'm not going to do the <laughs> class, right? No, but see, I don't do workout classes <laughs> so, either. On, on a regular day-to-day when COVID is not a thing, but I, just, I, just I mean, prefer like, to work out by myself But, this is how, but that's on how my much own. I dislike it, yeah. even if I got nothing to do and it's something fun to do, I won't do it. Are you, How are you, Zach? Are you like, are you happy to take the instruction or is it like because you, you've you got this crazy knowledge base and you're already giving the instruction that you either 
don't want it, <laughs> don't want to take it, or don't care to take it, or you just don't need it. Well, uh, all right. For instance, <laughs> I did a Pilates workout <laughs> with my wife. Nice. <laughs> You're laughing a lot right now. I can't and, wait. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to do it ever again. And <laughs> it, but it, it wasn't know really that? because Does of. she know that? It, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, she knows. Okay. I was like, <laughs> I was like, fuck this. Uh, so. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't really because of the instruction. I mean, you know, like I didn't know how to do it first off. So I was like, okay, this is kind of nice. But it was because it sucked. Like <laughs> doing doing something that I'm not good at. Like I'm not good at yoga. I'm not good at getting into a pretzel and, you know, <laughs> looking like a figure eight. And Pilates is just like movement with yoga, you know, right? So yeah, yeah I was struggling in a half. You know what's to do funny? I love yoga and I actually do yoga quite regularly. I wouldn't say I'm good at it, meaning like, you know, I, I know all the postures and I can do I probably majority of the, you know, beginner to maybe intermediate stuff, some of the more advanced stuff. Yeah, no, not really. Do you know enough to like do a whole thing by yes. yourself? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I do do yoga by myself once in a blue moon. Um, but this one time, the yoga studio that I used to go to was offering just one day a week, they had a Pilates class. So I was like, sure, what the hell? Why not? Let me try it. That was the one and only Pilates class I did. I didn't like it, actually. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because it was so new to me or I don't know. I I really didn't like okay, it. And I never went I don't, back. I don't know anything about yoga, but I do know what it's like, like I said, to be a gym rat and be in the gym. And so I know when I'm seeing someone do something that I think oh man, I, I want to know what that feels like. So I, that's, that's what I'm thinking. I want to know what that feels like. That looks like it feels so good. I want to give it a try. What do you think when you see someone do their yoga poses from one to the next to the next? Do you think, hmm, that one looks like it'll feel good. I can't wait to do that. Or are you thinking like, oh man, that was a great transition from this one to this one. I would have never put those two together. Like, what are you thinking in this yoga class? What am I thinking? I'm, well, yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not asking Zach because he ain't doing <laughs> yoga. <laughs> I'm, I'm not thinking either of those. Well, no, that's a lie. When there's certain postures, because I've been doing yoga for so long that I know what they feel like. So I kind of go into a class already knowing what my body needs. And I sometimes choose the class based on what I'm feeling. So for example, there's a style of yoga that I do sometimes called yin yoga, which is very deep stretching. And you're holding these postures for a prolonged amount of time. I'm talking like three to five minutes. And you're getting in like a really, really deep stretch. Sometimes I'll do that class if I'm feeling like that's what I need. There's flow classes where you actually don't stop moving. So you really do feel like you get um, a much more of a workout because you're moving the entire class. There's power yoga. Like there's just different types. And I, I kind of go with what I feel like my body wants so in that moment. So do you ever see a yoga move or yoga pose that you've never seen before? And you're like, I just want to know what you think in that moment when someone is doing something that you have never seen before. In yoga? I don't know. I feel like I've been going too long that I don't know if there's anything I've never seen before. I'll have to get back to you. I know I don't think so. I don't think there's anything I've never seen. You know what? If you cool. were to have asked me ten years ago, I might have been able to answer that question. <laughs> but you know what? I, what I've been doing lately. What's so that? a few few weeks ago, I started Tai Chi actually, and uh, at first I was like, oh, Tai Chi. What? What made you? What made you start it then? Well, I, I have two clients that actually rave about it and they're like you should you should do that you know like you've been doing powerlifting for so long you could probably benefit brought up a good point like so yang energy is very much bodybuilding 
powerlifting type strenuous exercise, but yin, it's like reflecting with yourself and reflecting with your inner body and soul. And it's like mm-hmm. just easier, slower paced movement, which is apparently what Tai Chi really utilizes. So it's like, yes, it does. It's still exercise and it's still difficult, but it's a lot slower paced and it's, it's better for your soul. So I've been doing that and it's, it's kind of a good mixture of, of both worlds. And I, I really love it. Actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm like, damn, this is pretty good. I have, I don't know if it's because of my old or age now or whatever, but I've really come to appreciate um, just movement, period. Like, you know, when Mark was saying, yeah. do you ever look at someone and you're like, oh, I, I wonder how that would feel or that feels good. Again, with yoga, there's nothing that I don't really know how it feels because I have been doing it so long. But there's some times where I will just sit in front of my mirror, even if I have five minutes, like the kids are eating lunch or whatever, and I will just sit in front of the mirror and just do whatever random yoga postures that I feel like would feel good in that moment. And even that five minutes, it's like, oh, I now have energy and I can like go back to being mom and doing 7 million things at one time. But I got five minutes to move slowly and just move in all different planes and like feel the actual like my joints moving their full range of motion, not just front and back and front and back. But I think your fascination with movement now comes from you formerly being the gym rat and that is not of interest to you anymore. And so now you're finding interest in other ways that you're going to be physical. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? Mm -hmm. So for that former gym rat, well, that's just you getting old. Yeah. Have you guys seen shout out to uh Anna Ray? I don't I don't know if she's still on Instagram, but her name's Anna Ray and she she had a place out in Los Angeles. It was like GHS body or something like that. So this this woman, Anna, she just like you guys were talking about, is very involved with movement and uh kinesiology and like fascia. Mm-hmm. So she would loosen her client's body and herself. She had a bunch of content on there just working through some of these exercises that you would do and just work with getting getting the fascia to flow in the body better. So like throughout time, you know, you you kind of mess yourself up and your fascia and your energy systems inside the body don't really work the way that they should. So she was a pretty cool one to to look at and like really deconstruct what she was doing and I've been doing some of that too, and it's it's really helpful. Every time we have a, t- a discussion with somebody who is movement based, whether we're talking to a kin or a personal trainer or whatever it is, I suddenly like get this feeling. I don't know, maybe I suppress it most of the time, but it's like this burning feeling that I'm like, I just want to go lift some weights. I want to go squat. <laughs> I want to go like because it's I still know. it's still there. Like I like I said, I still do get pleasure out of working out. I feel like I don't prioritize it in my life anymore. Like since I've had kids, it's not really because up until we had our first, I was working. Actually, that's that's how I found out I was pregnant. I was working out one day. I was doing a home workout because it was between clients and I didn't have enough time to go to the gym. I remember this. And I went home and I was actually, I'd taken out my yoga mat. I had some dumbbells at home and I was just going to do a quick 30 minute workout, take a shower and go back for my next client. So I was on my yoga mat and I was doing push-ups and suddenly felt like I was going to pass out. And I'd maybe done like four push-ups. I'm like, what? Like, what is wrong with me? So I took a break and then I moved on. And later in the workout, I was doing squats or something and same feeling came over me. I thought that I was going to throw up. So, I mean, I was, I was into working out right up until we had kids and then (laughs) and then it all went away. That's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. It just, 
I don't know, after the kids came along, it became less and less of a priority and more of something that I do occasionally so that I'm not unhealthy. You know, like I went from being in the gym six days a week to like, eh, you know, I work out a few times a week to not be completely unhealthy. Yeah, I gotcha. It's tough sometimes, you know, just like finding for me, like finding the motivation to especially with this lockdown to like go and do something in my garage when I don't have a gym. But when when I do work out in the garage, it's really fun. Oh, yeah. I, I went out to a Home Depot and bought a fence post. It's like a inch and a half thick fence post and then bought some buckets and filled them with river rock over here. And uh, nice. I got myself a, <laughs> like a little deadlift station. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. That is resourceful. I know. I'm like freaking MacGyver over here. <laughs> See, when I when, when we have personal trainers and fitness people on, it makes you want to go work out. It makes me want to go be a personal trainer again. Yeah. Like, do that. Because I, I get all riled up you know. like, when I start going at it. It must be so hard for you to listen to it because as much as I know you're not like in that life anymore – when it, yeah, it's true. Whenever we start talking about training, Mark gets like really, really into it. Because that's like my my first, first fucking passion. That was yeah. it, right? That's why I went to university for kinesiology. That's why while I was in university, I'm like, let me become a personal trainer. And then when I finish, I'm going to be a kinesiologist and blah, 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 blah. Like that was my... Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what happened, Mark? Yeah, I understand that. Massage happened, actually. I was... I was being a personal trainer and I was just like, I just want to do something else. I want to add to what's going on here. Oh, maybe you will one day. Yeah. Well, I I did both for that. Like, that's how I started my massage career. I was doing both personal training and massage. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was the easiest go ever, man. It's like, wow. That was, that was like, you don't have to even hunt down clients. You were your own referral system. Yeah, pretty much. You're training someone, you could use a massage. You're massaging someone, you could use some training. It's exactly how it went. Like, it was insane. And uh, then I had an opportunity to teach. And when I was in massage school, I liked the school. I didn't I didn't think all of my teachers did great jobs and I was like I can probably do that maybe even better. Not maybe, but yeah, I'm sitting there I can do it better. So the first opportunity came for me to teach. I jumped at it. And then in the place I was at, they had a curriculum, but they didn't really have much and then they kind of gave me the green light to say like, "Okay, well, tell us what you think we can do here and what do we need?" and and they they let me do a lot of things. So, and then I got into the massage world and then that was that was that. Zach, do you ever train your wife? Awesome. I actually just started. <laughs> we, How's it going? Uh, we, we've been married four years and like she has never wanted to really step foot in a gym. It's just not her thing. But she uh, she asked me last week and she's like, hey, I really need to start doing something here. And I, I've tried, uh, you know, helping her with the diet and stuff like that in the past. And it just hasn't really gone too well. And so we started and it's going pretty good. So she seems to like it. And like back to the whole thing of like just having fun, yeah, you know, like just getting her motivated to do that. And it's, it's fun for me too. Like, you know, just finding fun new ways to do something that I've always done before. And that's, it's kind of cool. Well, that's fun. I made the mistake of asking Mark to train me years ago. Um, Cause as I said, when we met, we were both really into fitness. I had already stopped working as a trainer, but he was kind of still doing that part time, but I was still really, really invested in fitness. And I was still, uh, you know, at the gym six, seven days a week. That was my life. And then we wow. started dating and I, you know, we, both of us equally kind of like didn't work out as much. I'd say in the first year we were together, you know, you always hear that cliche thing, like you get comfortable and you let yourself go. Well, no, that like actually happened. And so about a year (laughs) after we started dating, I said to him, 
you know what? I want you to train me. I imagine that you are a way mistake. better trainer than I am because you had so much more experience Worst than I did. Worst day of my life. Yeah. So it, it happened <laughs> one time. But, and you know what? I can now admit it was 100% my fault. Like one- Now you can admit? Like how- Wait, like right wait, now? Yes. Well, no, not right now. So how I, long? How long have you been? Let me let me pull out my diary and see when I, I wrote know, that in I, there. I just no, want to know, know, like, how long did it take for you to realize that? Because when he no, hears the story, know. he's gonna be like, "You should realize that right from the beginning." I probably, sh- I probably <laughs> should have. In my defense, when Mark and I met, I was twenty four. But okay, I. I, my, I let my ego get in the way. We went to the gym and he just started giving me exercises, uh, you know, knowing that I wasn't a beginner. So he wasn't giving me easy beginner kind of shit to do, but he started giving me exercises probably that he would give his other clients. But I was all ego. I was embarrassed that I was finding it difficult. I was seeing myself in the mirror and realizing you are not the same woman you were a year ago. Like, how did you let yourself get this out of shape that like I was sweating? I was anyway. The point is within probably 20 minutes of being at the gym, I sat on the floor and cried and completely embarrassed him because it was my gym and everybody there knew me. And I was sitting on the floor and crying because he worked me out so hard. So what it looks like (laughs) is Amanda brings this guy in and then this guy hangs out with her for like like 20 minutes and now she's crying <laughs> that's what that looks like, like yeah I like said, what are you supposed to think <laughs> like i said i can admit now that it was all of my own insecurities because i anyway anyway so that's why i asked if you trained your wife. how many people <laughs> how many people the next day at the gym when you were there how many people came up to you and said that guy was such a jerk nobody <laughs> who's that nobody. jerk you were with no i mean the gym i went to was that mostly guy that made you cry? no the gym i went to were mostly like bodybuilders i hope you're not, I hope you're not dating him come on he, he doesn't treat you well <laughs> Anyone who watched the whole thing would have known that he didn't do anything wrong. Although I stand by this one, he gave me an exercise to do, and I said the to him, ball was "Yes, light. it, was it not wasn't a heavy about it ball. wasn't about the weight. It was because I was already feeling shaken up. You know, when you're just mentally not there, Zach. At least back me up on this a little bit. I, mentally, I wasn't feeling good. You know, I had just struggled through the first like two, three exercises he gave me. He got this medicine ball." and he's dropping it and I have to push it back up to him. Like I'm laying on a mat below him. Okay. And the medicine ball was not heavy. It was probably eight pounds. Like it was not a big medicine ball. But anyway, I said to him before we started, can we think of an alternative? Like, I understand what you're trying to do here. Can you give me a different exercise? I don't feel comfortable right now. Like I'm shaky. I'm not like I'm, you know, I was crying. I don't want to do this exercise. And he just told me to basically suck it up and do it. So then I just started crying more. <laughs> That's like the marriage in general. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I asked him, like, do you train your wife? Because the one time that I asked Mark to train me, it was a disaster. And we just decided, you know what? Let's just do our own fitness thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are married now, so. Yeah, it could have been mean... that bad, right? <laughs> How long ago was that? It still keeps coming up. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm sorry. That was like 12 I'm years kidding, ago. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm <laughs> kidding. I love it. Let's go work out right now. How about that? We did successfully work out when we were engaged because we both wanted to get fit for the wedding. And we successfully worked yeah. out together without killing each other. It's possible. That's good. Yes, it's possible. <laughs> there was something I, I was going to ask you as well about the program, and now I'm drawing a blank. What are the other legs that you have... Sorry, one second. Let me blow out that smoke. <laughs> what 
other legs of this do you have in mind to build on? Or is this like one of those secret things where you can't tell me again? As far as the, the strength training program or... Or just, just to add on... on my to, yeah, to the, the next program that you're looking to do or the next leg of the business that you're going to go or expand on, you know, an, an already existing thing that's happened? So right now, I, I just recently sent out some emails of uh, this brand new, I call it a roadmap that I'm developing now. And um, th- this will be kind of a, a culmination of different things that I've learned throughout the years and uh, different things I've implemented in my own healing journey with this back injury. So I, I mentioned before that, you know, it took a good chunk of time to really get back to having myself feel good from injuring my back. So, you know, working with different PTs and movement therapists and kinesos and all that, pick up a few things here and there. And um, this this roadmap is a three-step roadmap. So it's from an initial injury. So like past the acute stage, past the inflammation. So we're, we're out of this acute stage of, you know, one to two weeks. You've had it for a while and now it's time to, to actually heal it. So we have the, the first part of that, which is the healing. And then we have the strengthening and conditioning phase. So it's just strengthening the tissue that was just healed. And then the third part, is injury prevention. So obviously not having it come back with a vengeance. So that's incredible. Like it's you, going to be you have everything laid out so simply for anybody who's just like needs some direction. That's so map. yeah, that's yeah. so great. I remember yeah, so my question it, now, by the way. Yeah. I but, I wanted to ask you right at the beginning, like I understand why you decided to create this this type of workout for you and your injury. And you know, I sort of I sort of started to ask it, but maybe I, I didn't ask it in the right way when I said, um, how long between you doing this for yourself and then deciding to do it for other massage therapists? Like, what what sort of inspired you to take this direction and decide to create a whole business out of this? Because as we've talked about through this episode, it's a lot of fucking work. Why did you want yeah. to bring this to other therapists? Like, was it strictly like, this is going to make me so much money? Or was it, I really want to help other therapists? Or did you just think this will be like a really cool side project? Was the intent to make it your whole business? And like, none of these are bad answers, by the way. No, I just, I, I want to really understand <laughs> your mindset. Like you, you got the injury you created this for yourself and then why why expand it and make a whole business and offer it to the whole world well it's uh kind of a a multi-part answer really uh so i i found you know being a power lifter and uh, just having teammates of my own and uh i've always been good at motivating others to to really step up their game and do good and you know, I've I've helped other powerlifters go from a 400 pound bench to a 500 pound bench, and you know, I attribute that to just kicking them in their ass and like getting them to do something that they're scared of doing. It, it kind of translated to therapists as well because I, I have seen a lot of therapists I work with that absolutely do not do anything for their body aside from like getting a massage every six months. Right. So I it, it's it's all kind of an, an initiative to kind of light a fire underneath every therapist's butt and kind of just get them motivated to look at self-care in a different light, make it fun, make it doable. And then, you know, self-care is something that no one in this industry has really like put a lot of effort into. Like a lot of these massage leaders, you know, they, they kind of, you know, a smattering here and there of little things to to help therapists. But like, 
nothing solely dedicated to it. Yeah. And I think I see it from a different perspective just because of my past and being a power lifter and like making it a goal to take care of myself and be a therapist for a long time and do the things that I love doing. Mm-hmm. And how do you keep doing that? You just like you have to better yourself. Yeah, so. I mean, self-care shoved down our throats all the time, but it's it's just a word. You know, like it comes right. up in conversations with massage. Th- exactly. It comes up in conversations in school. You know, they tell you, you got to keep yourself in good shape. You know, you got to take care of yourself. Self-care, 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 because otherwise you're going to burn out after five years. But nobody actually does tell you how do you do this? And I mean, yes, we're all educated. We can all figure it out. But like every healthcare professional, we take care of ourselves last most of the time. Like you said, massage therapists, what do they do? They get a massage every six months and say that's their self-care. I'm one of those. <laughs> so I I believe yeah. that that really is true. The only, as you were saying, there's nobody dedicated to this. The only thing I could think of is there's I think some therapists who teach courses in maybe biomechanics and how not to injure yourself and how to use your body properly when you're treating, but we don't really talk about the component afterwards and, you know, how to properly train your body for your job. Right. Breaking it down from there. Mm -hmm. Like what muscles actually like go into a good stroke and what needs to be strengthened to help you maintain those kind of techniques for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's not only physical though, like the the whole big picture of all this is trying to help therapists with burnout. Like physical is only one fourth of the puzzle. So you have physical, you have mental, emotional, which a lot of therapists deal with. Uh, they, they just can't take on that, that uh, emotional workload and the baggage of every client and like, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So physical, mental, emotional. Third, you have being financially prosperous to be able to to keep a practice running and like eventually have therapists of your own one day if you want to. And then spiritual. So all of these things, these four stepping stones, if you want to look at it that way, have to be maintained for the entirety of your career for you to stay in the game for the long haul. And do you touch on all of them in your training program? So not in program itself. That's just for the physical one-fourth of that aspect. Mm -hmm. What I'm going to be doing is bringing in other leaders that focus on those certain aspects. So there's going to be different uh, massage industry leaders doing things for like financial self-care. Uh, for mental, emotional, things like that. So, and it's, it's not only going to be, it's like focused on self-care, but we're going to have different fun things like learning different modalities and uh, like ethics CU courses because you you need that to renew your license here in the States. Mark, I think so, I unlocked a secret here. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you've got yeah, big plans be, for this. You've got plans to yeah. expand this into, you know, just making sure that it will, it, and I knew there had to be another part to it because your website yeah. being successful body worker. That's not just physical. Like we knew that right from the beginning. And I know Mark tried to get secrets out of you. He said, you know, what have you got planned for this? So you're planning to basically bring in a whole bunch of different experts and a whole bunch of different aspects of what therapists need to ensure that they can be successful. It's fucking brilliant, man. Thank you. (laughs) By success, we're talking about longevity. Yeah. Longevity. The physical, emotional, spiritual capability to keep going. Gotcha. Yes. I like it. Couldn't have summed it up better myself. (laughs) Perfect. I I think this is 
great. And I think that people listening, especially now that we're all just kind of hanging out at home, and some of us probably have not been keeping ourselves in the best physical shape. It's because we're all in sweatpants. Yeah. <laughs> when you have an elastic <laughs> waist, when you have an elastic waist, you don't know what's going on down there. I know. There are no notches in the belt that tell us what's going I on. Know, I it's know. Just, it's just elastic, man. I know. It's so sad. And we're all, and we're all so baking. Happy. So... <laughs> So for anybody who is listening and wants like to get involved and, you know, maybe get into the program, do they just have to visit your website, Zach? Yeah. So my, my website is HTTPS forward slash forward slash www.successfulbodyworker.com. So that will bring you to the homepage and um, you can check out everything that's going on uh, that we currently have right now. So you'll see the, the current courses on there. And then also, I don't know how it is in, in Canada on the East Coast there and like what the state of the lockdown is, but I have a challenge. It's a, a brand new free challenge for massage therapists that want to just do something and like break away from the monotony of just staying at home, like you said, and just having sweatpants on all day. Uh, <laughs> it's a, a four week challenge, kind of a, a little smaller breakdown of the actual MT hybrid program. So you can. You can try a little bit and piece of it. So it's a, like I said, a four week program and um, all things that you can do from home. Oh, I love that. Yeah, this is a good time yeah. for people to try it out because, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, that's really great that you're you're offering that. I mean, we've sort of tried to do some of the same because people are just sitting at home. Give them something to do, and you know, I think this will make people really understand what your program's about, and then they can decide if they want to get involved. And it's awesome that it's worth continuing education credits as well, right? Yeah. So on that, on that homepage, uh, successfulbodyworker.com at the very top, it will bring you straight to, if you click on it, it will bring you straight to the, that challenge page and you can download it for free. Mark, you want to do it? And, and I'll do it. You want to do it? I'll do it. <laughs> I'm going to hit the pipe again. I don't know. If you're talking he's, about he's not going to do it. I'm on my own. <laughs> it's yeah, like no, if your wife Mark were to ask you to do Pilates again, you're going to say no. So yeah, I, I knew he was going to say no. It was worth a shot. I like your brother, but yeah, it's not probably going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's gotten into that phase of his life where he likes laying down. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I understand that. <laughs> yeah, a... I've been fighting that myself some days. I'm like, uh, I just want to like lay down, eat pizza, and watch Netflix. Oh, I embrace this, man. I was like, when I was yeah. in my 30s, I'm like, I can't wait till I get older so I can get to the point where it's acceptable for me just to lay down and eat pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I've had I've had the dad mentality for fucking decades. <laughs> I had to wait this long for it to catch up. I know, and you became a dad like much later in life too, so. <laughs> you had to wait so long. No, it's not that I wanted to be a dad. It's just I acted, you know, like I had children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Zach, you said you and your wife are thinking about possibly starting a family as well. So just be forewarned that becoming a dad sometimes makes you just want to lay down and eat pizza. <laughs> Ice cream works well there, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I look so forward to it. <laughs> exactly, right? You're gonna when love I say it, it like yeah. that, you're like, oh, bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> no, the best I'm already that. doing that now, so uh, Right. So now it's time for your, yeah. your your lifestyle to catch up with your lifestyle choices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys are funny. You know what's great though is when I take the kids to their um 
their checkups at the doctor, they do like a development checkup. So there's a whole bunch of questions, you know, just to find out where they are developmentally. And some of the questions are for the parents, you know, to make sure we're keeping them safe and whatever. So they ask questions like, do you read to them every day? Do you do? And uh, my favorite is when they say, do you lead by example and live a healthy and active lifestyle? And I'm sure I turn bright red and I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, I do, lady. Don't As ask your questions. Nose grows bigger. <laughs> hey, when I'm with the kids, I, I make it a priority. Like I said, I, I do the workouts with them. I take them out for bike rides. I take them out to play soccer. The best part is when they're like, Mommy, do you want to play? And I'll come play for like four and a half minutes. I'm like, Oh, my phone's ringing. I'll be right back. You guys play. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, kids. <laughs> I'll kick the ball three times, and I'm like, "Oh, I hurt my ankle." You guys carry on, so have fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyway, is there anything else you want to talk to Zach about? Unless, uh, unless you got another secrets you want to let out of the bag. No, no secrets so far. I know, man. This was fun though. Yeah. Well, I, I really appreciate you guys having me on again. It's a really enjoying experience, like talking to you guys every time about that. And it's really cool. I'm glad I got to be involved this time. That. Uh, that you're on. I don't remember what what the reason was last time, but during our first year, I missed out on a lot of episodes. Uh, you know, the kids were younger and they needed me more. So it's nice that I'm now some of the repeat guests I'm actually getting to chat with. So thank you for coming on yeah, again. That's awesome. And I'm really excited to see where this successful body worker goes for you. I think this is such a great idea because I believe you're absolutely right that not a lot of therapists are really focusing as much on the self-care and longevity. And we still have that stupid, stupid rumor that I hear all the time of like, oh, I heard that when you're a massage therapist, you can only last five years. Well, no, if everybody is doing the things that you're doing and keeping themselves in good shape, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, whatever, then no, you can last a hell of a lot longer than five years. Heck yeah. Love it. I love it. Right on. Now, now you got to go download the challenge. I will. Zach, I swear to God, I'm going to do the I'm going to do the the four week challenge and I'll let you know how it goes. You've inspired me. I'm going to move a little bit more. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make sure there's a medicine ball involved. <laughs> All right, man. This has been fun. Yeah. This has been fun. You guys have been listening to two massage therapists at a microphone. Peace. <laughs>